Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how hot, it is, but yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest-growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, folks, and thanks for tuning in for another exciting episode of Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. It's time, it's time. So grab your favorite morning beverage and get ready for real talk. Real topics right now. I want to remind you that we have an app. So if you haven't done so already, I encourage you to go to your app store, download the app. The name of the app is the name of the show, Coffee Talk with Soy. How easy is that to find? So whether you are using iTunes or Google Play, the app is there. Download the app so you can stay connected. I don't want you to miss another conversation, so do, do, do that today. One of the great features I love about the app, and I want to share this with you, is that there is an option to use voice notes. So we want to respect the law as they're trying to discourage the no texting while driving. So we want to support that. So use voice notes. Hit it. A recorder will come up. It will take your comments. And guess what? Those comments will come directly to us on the show, and we could either read those or play them on the air. So we want you to stay connected. We want you to be safe. We want you to respect the law. So download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, and use voice notes to stay connected. I'm excited. I'm excited. While I do have a raspy voice, I'm still excited. Um, I want to get right into our topic this morning. In today's economy, everyone's looking for a job, right? And due to the layoffs and the downsizing, it's more competitive than ever to find a job. I know how difficult that is. And I try to bring you the best of the best of the best speakers and information on this show. Well, today, listeners, I plan to give you some tools you can use. We're going to be talking about that interview process and preparing you for your dream job. The win-win job interview is what it's all about today. And in the studio with me is Cindy Cannon, a senior recruiter. That's right, senior recruiter for Accountants One, where she has recruited many, many, many people for some premier organizations. I think she's probably placed over 10,000 employees. And not only that, she's come up with a series, The Insider Secrets to Interviewing. So I got Cindy in the studio with me today to talk about some of those secrets and share them with my listeners. Y'all get ready for y'all dream job. And let's welcome Cindy Cannon to the show. Good morning, Cindy. How are you? I'm doing great, Soy. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here, and this is one of my favorite topics to talk about, the insider secrets. Well, I I like talking about secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's definitely a secret to interview. 
Well, the secret's out, so we're we going we gonna to let them know how they can get their dream job because it's tough out there, and we, we recognize it. And I know you you see this all the time, that it's tough out there and people are, are desperate, and, and, and we want to help some of those people. Great. Yeah, because I, I think that people don't know what they don't know, right? That's absolutely true. Now, before we get into the the interview process, I, I, I just have one question that I just need to ask for my own sanity. This is driving me crazy. I hear that there is software that is being used when people submit their resumes. And uh, b- because I guess it's so competitive and there's so many applicants that some companies use a software to scan people's resume and pre-select them based on that. Is that true, Cindy? It is, unfortunately, very true. People just judge books by the cover, and they came up with this program years ago and started, once they have all the different job boards like Career Builders, Monster, et cetera, companies started inventing their own applications, and it's a keyword search. And you hear that all the time in social media in general, no matter what you're doing, you can do a keyword search, whether it's looking for a job, posting a resume, whatever. And if you don't have the right keywords, you can be overlooked. So they're almost still doing the same thing they did years ago, just in a different way, more advanced, by judging by those words. You have to know what keywords to use, and then you have to use them a thousand times for the system to pick it up. And you just need to know how to play a game. So it's like playing a game with a computer system, except you don't know the rules. Mm. Now, is there a way to be able to identify what those words are? Sure. I, okay. I, I, I think every company writes a job description, and the key is what the company is looking for, not what really what you want. It's what they need. So when they write a job description, hopefully the company puts a team together to really think of what it is they want, and they come up with their keywords. So you really have to read what you're looking at and find what it is they want, and and it's right there. You just need to be able to find their story and then put it into yours. Oh, wow. All right, so we have Cynthia Cannon on the show with us who is just shared with us one of the secrets or one of my uh, one of my uh, uh, she just shared with us the secret to having your resume picked up by the software companies so Cindy now that we've shared that about the resume tips let's get into let's get into interviewing and let's talk about some of those insider secrets that that you have absolutely well when you're interviewing you have 30 minutes to 45 minutes for it to be the Cindy show or the soy show and to sell your background to the company to whatever you're looking for but also to what they're looking for because it's more important what they're looking for because if you're not it they're not going to hire you so in 45 minutes you don't want to lie but you want to be able to tell who you are and the biggest secret is that you have to do it in 30, 60, or 90 seconds. You have to be able to say who you are and answer those questions and the secrets telling a story and getting them to see that light bulb going off above their head, above your head, while you're speaking. So if you were interviewing me, for example, 
I want to be able to answer your question, but I want you to see the light bulb go above my head and say, ah, she would be perfect for the job. And as an applicant, you have to learn what to say and what to do for that to happen quickly. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. How, so tell me this. How is it that people can practice telling their story? How can they practice? Well, they should, first of all, always use a mirror and practice in front of a mirror. The hardest thing for a person to do is to look at their eye contact in a mirror, to look at themselves. So practice the eye contact, practice the smiling, practice feeling like you're on cloud nine the entire time you're interviewing. You need to be on the entire time. They need to have a practice person. They need their person to be with them, to be honest with them, to critique them, to tell them what they're doing right and wrong. Because there's so much. Not only do you have to be on and answer questions, but you have to look the part and you have to be able to have the body language as well if it's not a phone interview and you're sitting in front of a person. So there's so many things that come into play when you interview, and you need somebody to be able to judge you. So I suggest that you have a person to help you, and I also suggest Toastmasters, which will help you practice answering questions that you don't know the answers to. I, I, I agree with that. I, I think Toastmasters is a great tool, and I, I think that everyone should be a part of a Toastmasters club in their area. So we, we have Cindy Candon on the show with us, and she just shared with us some interview tips from the insider secret. So, Cindy, tell me, <clears throat> as a recruiter, what are you looking for? So you're on the other side of the table, and I am sitting there. You're interviewing me. What are you looking for from me? How can I score big with you? What I'm looking for is that you can make a difference to my client. And I want to know what your story is so that I can share it with my client and help you get the position. But I am watching your body language. I want to know that you're telling me the truth, so I'm looking at how you're looking at me. I'm watching you to see if you're fidgeting, what your hands are doing, whether mm -hmm. you're shifting in your chair. And then I'm also listening to your answers. I might say, tell me about yourself, and I'm going to be quiet, and I'm going to watch what you do and listen to what you say and see if you're able to answer that question to the way the client might be looking for the answer. Mm -hmm. And when you're answering that question, I'm hoping that you're telling me a story of who Soy is so that you're telling me that you have the skills the company is looking for. Mm -hmm. So we have a question here from a, a caller on Facebook. Okay. And the question is, yeah, the question is, <clears throat> they want to hear your story about your first interview as an applicant. Do you remember that? Oh, my goodness, I do. My father told me at 15 I had to get a job, and it had to be at Baskin-Robbins. <laughs> and I thought, he just wants the ice cream. And I remember the first question they asked me, and, and it's funny because I'm always talking about food, now, today, still 55 years later, and when I went, or 45 years later, when I, my very first question was, did I like ice cream and would I eat it when I was on break? And I remember looking at the owner of Baskin Robbins saying, no, I don't like ice cream. I'm here because my father wants me to get a job. I just need to make money. 
And I did get hired because I said, no, I didn't like ice cream. I loved ice cream. I wasn't going to tell them that. So that was my, my very first interview. But as years went on and I interviewed with other companies, I found it to be a challenge because I love matching people together. So at 15, I wanted to be a recruiter. I thought it was the neatest thing to be able to talk to people and find out what they wanted to be when they grew up. And so for me, I loved interviewing. It was like telling a story and being challenged. Mm-hmm. Hi, we are. We have Cindy Candon on the show, and she's talking with us about body language. She just shared her first interview. And if you have any other questions, please post them on the Facebook page or, or call in directly at 347-855-8743 to get your questions asked. So, Cindy, you just shared with us your first interview. So tell me, have you had any interviews this week? Have you interviewed anyone this week? Oh, my goodness, I probably interviewed about 25 people, yes. <laughs> now, was it over the phone or in person? Both. I actually work remotely where I place candidates in North Carolina, and then I also place candidates in Atlanta, Georgia. So I did see candidates in person for interviews, and I also interviewed on the phone. Now, interviewing on the phone is a little bit more challenging because you're not seeing the body language. You have to listen to it over the phone and listen to mm-hmm. those key words, which is not an easy task to do because you're trying to find out as much as you can about the person so that you can help them. My goal when I interview you is to find out what you want in your career because when I place you, I want you to be in that company for the next 10 to 15 years and grow with that company to wherever you want to go. So I need to know what your goals and aspirations are. And I do everything I can to find that out. Now tell me tell me about the key words that a person can use for the phone interview. What can they say to help them? Well, that's a very good question. What they want to do is be specific. So I'm going to give you a big secret about interviewing. Oh, wow. Listen in. Listen in. She's giving a big secret. This is Cindy Cannon giving a big secret. Go ahead, Cindy. We're listening. This is the million-dollar secret that will make you different than everybody else out there. You need to tell a story in 30, 60, or 90 seconds about yourself answering the question that is asked of you. But to tell what the situation is, what the action is, and what the results are of whatever you are saying. So that when you're sitting there, that light bulb goes off above the person's head and the other person sees your story. (coughs) Excuse me. They're able to see what you're saying and envision you doing that role that you're talking about. That's what they need to see. And if you can tell a story about who you are and what you can do for that company, they are going to want to have you on their team because you have one goal when you interview, and the goal is for them to want you on their team. All right, Cindy. Cindy just shared that in 30 to 60 seconds, folks, you should be able to tell a story about yourself. Why are people so afraid to talk about themselves? Well, that's the whole thing. They don't like to talk about themselves because we're brought up in society not to. So 
in that time period, you have to forget all that because if you don't, the next candidate will. And you're almost selling your soul when you go on an interview. I need you to like me. And people are afraid of rejection. And that's where Toastmasters is so good for people because it helps you build your confidence and make you into that leader or bring out the skills that you may have to be a leader. Not everybody needs to be a manager, and not everybody needs to be maybe an assistant manager, but everybody wants to do their best, and everybody likes to be liked. So if you can bring that part of you out, your strengths to the company, that's when you make a great match. Is because you're able to give them what they want, and they are looking for what you want, too, if you do it right. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I like that That the companies are are able to identify uh, skills and that the people are able to meet those skills. I, I'm excited about what we're sharing because I feel that this will empower our listeners to be a little more confident when they go out there and, and do these interviews. So I, I want people to succeed. I like success. So we, we have Cindy Candon here on the show who's sharing lots of quick resume tips. <clears throat> She's sharing her interview secrets. And did I tell you that she has a series that she's written called The Insider Secrets to Interviewing? So, Cindy, tell us where we can get more information about you and how people can get in contact with you. Because she is also a motivational speaker. She is um, a very professional in, in what she does. So, Cindy, where can we get more information about you? I think the best place, <laughs> thank you, Soy, is Accountants One. My phone number is 770-395-6969. I'm extension 116. And our website is www.accountants1, which is O-N-E, dot com. And there's great interviewing tips on the website. So they'll be able to pick up some more interviewing tips by going there as well. And please feel free to call me at any time. All right. We're listening to Cindy Cannon, who is on the show. She's an HR professional. She is an instructor. She is an author, a motivational speaker, and a coach. So do get more information about Cindy Cannon from the from our webpage, www.coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Send me some questions on the Facebook page. She wants to be there for you and provide you with the information that you need. So, Cindy, what are your pet peeves about people during the interview stage? That's a very good question. What I do not like is when someone doesn't respect somebody else's time. And Mm -hmm. when they are coming in for an interview, whether I'm the recruiter or whether I'm the client, a person should always be dressed for success and be on display doing their very best. And if they don't respect me, how are they going to respect the company? So I think people need to be respectful of time to show up on time. There is nothing worse than someone being late. If you know you're going to be late, you should pick up a phone and call and say, I might be a few minutes late. Don't call 10 minutes later saying, oh, I'm late. That is being disrespectful. And if you're disrespectful to me, then I know you'll be disrespectful to the company. Now, let me share this. 
Now, let's just say that there are <clears throat> there's people who just ironically have a situation that just occurred on the day of their interview, and sometimes that happens. And sometimes people are afraid to call because they feel that it will blemish their appearance with this company or, or it may um, affect their opportunity to be considered. So they will not call. Um, how should they address that? Well, and that's silly they don't call because then they really won't have a chance to redeem themselves. As soon as they know what the situation is, they should call and try to reschedule. Now, you don't want to go into a long drama. For example, I had a candidate just this week. My client is going out of town because of the holiday. She had one day to interview, which is today. And he said, my candidate, my sister has a two-week-old baby that's in the hospital being checked for spinal meningitis, which is absolutely horrifying. And he said, I'm taking care of my sister's family, and I can't say that I could be on that interview because if I do and something happens and I have to cancel, that's going to look bad for me. And my first thought was, oh, my goodness, take care of your family first. That's the right answer. I'll let my client know we can wait a week. It's okay. We'll wait a week for this to happen. He has to put family first. That is perfectly fine and understandable. What was right with what he said is he told the truth. Instead of saying, oh, no, I can't be there Saturday. No, not going to happen. It's a holiday weekend. If he had just said that, that would have been a different story. But because he told the truth, that was the right thing to do. But, Cindy, what if, what if he said, good morning, Cindy, this is – this is Soy. I have a scheduling conflict, and I won't be able to make the an interview today. What's your schedule like for next week? How's that? That is not good because you set up the interview with me two days before. There should be no scheduling conflict. What could they say without uh, going into their emergency situation? What, what, what chosen words would you suggest they use? Well, in that case, in, in, in all costs, when you have an interview, you're almost lucky to have an interview, and you should have the attitude that this is gold and you shouldn't change it. That's the bottom line. But things happen, so I would just say that I had a family emergency. I'm terribly sorry. Is there any way that we can reschedule it? If we can't, then maybe you should, be, maybe you should offer to go anyway, but the We're here with Cindy Cannon, and she's telling us about what language to use when you have to reschedule your interview. So, Cindy, you were saying? I was saying, you know what, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) I was saying that when you have a scheduled interview, you should think of it as gold and you should be there. There is no excuse. But emergencies do happen, and the best policy is to be honest. You don't need to go into as much detail because you don't want to have drama and give them a red flag to the client. But you, if you have an appointment, then you should make every, every um, step to be at that appointment. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Cindy, tell me, well, share with the audience. Okay, you, you just heard her, right? Everyone just heard that she said that you should definitely make sure that you get there. Now, how can people address gaps in their employment? That's another question that came through off of the webpage. 
that's actually a very good question too. Of course, it depends what the gaps are. There are times where so many companies have laid off that you have done contract work and sometimes you get caught up in the temp world where you temp two weeks here, two months there, and you're so loyal that to the company you're working for hoping that they could hire you permanently that you get caught in a temp world where you're not able to interview and go find a job. So sometimes it's just best to say that I was doing contract work looking for a job, but while I was working for the company, you know, I was loyal to them, so I worked at 8 to 5 and didn't get a chance to interview. Now, what do you what do you think about the people who are, let's say I'm applying for an admin position, but I've done other work, like as a driver, and, and doing my resume, should I list all of those jobs I've done, or should I only list the jobs that are pertinent to what I'm applying for? That's a very good question. You should write the resume to the job that you are applying for because it might be great that you were a driver before, but if you're going to work in a hospital doing data entry, that's not important. So you want to put what your skills are that apply to that job on the resume. That's where those keywords come in. That's where that software where we started at the beginning of the program when you ask the question about, you know, scanning into the software, the keywords, that's where that comes into play. So you should write your resume truthfully always, but mm-hmm. enhance those skills that are the skills the company is looking for right now. So, again, you're saying that they should list all of their employment, even if it's not relevant? No, it depends. You only want to go back 10 to 15 years in your experience. So if something was more than 15 years ago, no, you're not going to put it on there. You may address it on a cover letter. But if they have you know, customer service skills and driver skills and the job is looking for a driver, then of course you want to have that on there. But if it's not asking for driving skills and that's not important and that's not a most recent job, I wouldn't put it on there. You don't need to tell everything. If you tell everything on a resume, they have no purpose to interview you. You want the resume to be exciting enough that they see keywords that say, ooh, I want to see that person. Okay, and, and how long should it be? It's been said that the standard is two pages. Is that still the key? Yes, at the very most two pages, depending on the age. If you're young and maybe under 35 and you've had two or three jobs your entire career, it should be one page. So don't extend it to two pages just because that's the average person might be 45 years old. It just depends on your age and how much experience you have. But don't tell everything you know on the resume. Leave some room for them to want to know more. All right, Cindy, great information. And my final question for you is, how do you get around a bad reference? Well, it depends what the bad reference is. Most companies will verify just dates and employment. So I would let I would always have somebody that's going to give you a good reference. And if they can't give you a good reference and they're just going to verify dates and, and employment, then that's okay to give that reference as well. But you should never give someone that's going to give a bad reference. Mm. So could they, in, 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 instead of using that person, should they use a friend or someone they did side work for? Well, I think you should always give a reference of someone that you reported to so that they could tell your skills. And I think that you could also use a coworker, someone that you've worked with. If I worked with someone for 17 years, they certainly know my habits and skills, then I would give that. And always give human resources 
Human Resources can verify the date of employment. All right. Well, we want to thank Cindy Cannon for being on the show this morning. Cindy, I so appreciate this information. I've even learned I've even learned something from this interview with you. So I appreciate you being on board and in the studio with me today. And again, for the audience, tell them where they can get more information and get in contact with you. That's great. Thank you for having me, Soy. Seven seven zero three nine five. 6969, extension 116, or www.accountants1one.com. All right. Thanks again, Cindy, and thank you, studio audience, for listening. Don't forget to visit the webpage and download the app. Come turn on my and join the Facebook group. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.